Hi friends, Nairi here. Gather round and listen up. Let's talk before the show. Friends, this work is my passion and it is picking up. Not just this podcast, but also articles, streams, podcast appearances, consults on documentaries, major progress on my manuscripts, and it merits my full attention. Thanks to you, it is now my full-time job, and I'd like to keep it that way. And here's why. Piecemeal freelance work is unpredictable and infrequent, and book royalties ebb, as they have been recently. That's where you come in. Every little bit that you support here helps support me and keep me working for you. There are lots of perks for patrons on the Patreon side and emotes for subscribers on the Twitch side, and we've got lots of stretch goals ahead, too. Physical rewards for Patreon patrons start at $800 a month on the Patreon side, but if I got to $2,000 a month, I would be confident in my ability to support myself independently, housed, lights on, able to buy needed books, apps, and ad space, and keep making this my full-time focus. So if you enjoy my work, sign up today, patreon.com slash riversidewings. In a time when historical awareness is vitally critical to issues of current events, civic engagement, and more, your support will help me bring my professional training, plus my passion as someone who started out in fandom before academe, to the masses. History is funnier, messier, stranger, more interconnected, more relevant, and yes, gayer than you might have thought. So gather round. Let's explore and enjoy it together. Thank you again for your support. I love you all. Thank you for being the wind beneath my wings. This week on Friday Night History, Shinyemon Inari Shrine. The bay that rendered one of Japan's greatest poets speechless, an island with a reputation, and one little shrine's very big history. This episode of Friday Night History was recorded before a live Twitch audience at twitch.tv slash riversidewings. Can you hear them cheering? Subscribe to catch future recording sessions, gaming streams, and more. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash riversidewings. Your support makes all of this possible. Salutations, you fantastic denizens of the internet. This is Dr. Nairi A. Bakalian, and you are listening to Friday Night History, your favorite historical romp with your favorite history dyke. Season 2, Episode 4, Shin Emon Inari. We begin this week with a poet, one you've probably heard of if you know even a little bit about Japanese history. And if you haven't heard of him, I can almost guarantee you know the poetic form that he popularized. His name was Matsuo Basho. He was a 17th century samurai and literatus, originally from central Japan, who is remembered worldwide as the pioneer of the modern haiku, 575 syllabic format of poem that derives from the older 57577 format used by Tanka. His travels through northern Honshu in the 17th century in the company of his friend and student Kawai Sora are the subject of his travelogue Okuno Hosomichi, The Narrow Road to the Interior. Here's Donald Keene's translation of the travelogue's opening. Quote, 
The months and days are the travelers of eternity. The years that come and go are also voyagers. Those who float away their lives on ships or who grow old. Leading horses are forever journeying. And their homes are wherever their travels take them. Many of the men of old died on the road, and I too for years past have been stirred by the sight of a solitary cloud drifting with the wind to ceaseless thoughts of roaming. Last year I spent wandering along the seacoast. In autumn I returned to my cottage on the river and swept away the cobwebs. Gradually the year drew to its close. When spring came and there was mist in the air, I thought of crossing the barrier of Shirakawa into Oku. I seemed to be possessed by the spirits of wanderlust, and they all but deprived me of my senses. The guardian spirits of the road beckoned, and I could not settle down to work. I patched my torn trousers and changed the cord on my bamboo hat. To strengthen my legs for the journey, I had moxa burned on my shins. By then I could think of nothing but the moon at Matsushima. When I sold my cottage and moved to Sampu's villa to stay until I started on my journey, I hung this poem on a post in my hut. Even a thatched hut may change with a new owner into a doll's house. End quote. Sendai Domain was the biggest domain in northern Honshu, and the road that went north from Edo, the Oshu Highway, passed through it on its course to its northern terminus at Sotogahama on Honshu's northernmost tip. So, of course, the two of them traveled the entire length of the Date territory from Okido in the south to Aisari in the north, and spent some time in and around the Sendai Castle Town, too. I would be remiss if I didn't note that along the way they visited my home shrine, Kameoka Hachimangu, in Sendai's Kabauchi district, just a stone's throw from Kashikobuchi, which you might recall with its Jorogumo from a couple weeks ago. Back then, before industrialization affected things like air quality, the view from the shrine was far clearer than it is now, and there weren't skyscrapers blocking the view, so they could see all the way to the coast from there, once the rain cleared up. What was that view like? I wonder if anyone's ever tried to paint it. But at any rate, they didn't tarry long. Just east of the castle town, too, there was much to see. After paying respects at the shrines in Shiogama, they went a little bit further up the road and visited the Bay of Matsushima. Make a note of the name Matsushima, because you're probably going to hear it again on this podcast, and you're probably also going to run into it again if you read about Japanese literature and folklore. Matsushima is one of the three great views of Japan. Another is Itsukushima in western Japan, home of Itsukushima Shrine, also sometimes called Miyajima, Shrine Island. Finally, there's Amanohashidate, north of Kyoto, on the Sea of Japan coast. But as for Matsushima, it's a little sheltered bay full of pine-clad islands, set in from the big, broader Sendai Bay. It contains many temples and shrines on its coast and among its islands. 
Most famously, Zuiganji, where some of Date Masamune's retainers lay in state after his death. The temple also preserves relics from and statues of Masamune, his wife Mego, and their daughter Iroha. Iroha's mausoleum Tenrinin is nearby, as is the Buddhist pavilion Godaido. But it was the natural beauty in particular that Basho found so moving on his visit. While he claims he was speechless, his traveling companion Kawai Sura says that Basho wrote a poem that might as well have been the same as being rendered speechless because it translates as Matsushima, oh, oh, Matsushima, Matsushima, oh. And one of the myriad islands in the bay is Oshima, on the southwest side. It's the focus of our story this week. It lies on the other side of the little bridge called Togetsukyo, Moon Crossing Bridge, though it's also called Enkiribashi, the bridge of cutting karmic ties. The island has many caves dating back to the Kamakura era, where people had their ashes scattered and memorial stupas erected by family. Cutting karmic ties seems quite appropriate for a place of repose like this. But inasmuch as you may get an impression of a ghastly place, it isn't that at all. It's very beautiful, and its pine trees survived the 2011 tsunami, though the Togetsukyo had to be rebuilt. And on the island is a little shrine with very high court rank. I paid my respects there when I visited Matsushima on a one-day whirlwind tour with some Japanese classmates just before I left Japan. After traipsing around town for the better part of a day, and having some really good noodles in a little restaurant by Zuiganji Temple, we wound up on Oshima by sunset, just before we were slated to head back to Sendai on the next Senseki Line train. On our way back to the mainland, we passed by the little shrine, and I took a moment to pray. I remember asking my advisor if he could tell me more about the shrine, but he was still new in the area, and the shrine was small, so it isn't surprising that he didn't know. So here I am, all these years later, telling you the story as I eventually learned it. It goes a little like this. Once, some people from Matsushima went down to Kyoto on pilgrimage and sightseeing in several boats. Encountering rough seas on the way back, all but one boat sank. Naturally, the locals hurried out to meet the passengers as they disembarked. And among the assemblage of returned locals who'd narrowly escaped with their lives was an unfamiliar old white-haired, white-bearded man. Where are you from? they asked him. You don't look particularly familiar. The man replied, Believe it or not, I'm your neighbor and I've lived alongside you these many years, though you haven't usually seen me. Oh? asked another intrepid local. What's your name then, and where do you live? My name is Shinemon, said the man, and I live on Oshima. I was glad to travel in company with everyone to Kyoto, where I went to receive court rank. And at that, he transformed into a white fox, who hopped onto a five-colored cloud and flew off in the direction of Oshima. As one does. So someone finally piped up, 
Wait, if he's a white fox, he must have gone to Fushimi in Kyoto to receive court rank from Inari-sama herself. The people who traveled on his boat were saved. Let's build a shrine on Oshima to offer our thanks. And so, they built this shrine with its high court rank of senior first rank on Oshima. It was originally called Shinemon Inari after the fox, but today it's called Oshima Shinju Inari. Its chief festival, Reisai in Japanese, is 15 March, and it still has the divine virtue of safety from disaster on water. I stood that day at the little shrine and felt myself overcome with emotion. I was about to leave Japan and I didn't know when, if ever, I would return. Honestly, I still don't. But I remember looking to the east to watch the horizon for a little while and collect myself as the sun set behind me. I remember the sounds of the seabirds. I remember the tears on my cheeks. From Oshima, the view is spectacular. You can see lots of the islands in the bay from there, and many boats sitting at anchor, with the town curling away along the shoreline to the left. And on the horizon that day, there was something strange about the clouds. Something otherworldly. I wonder now if the clouds were five-colored. Either way, like Basho, I, too, was speechless. Oh, Matsushima. I'm Nairi, and this has been Friday Night History. Now, questions? Friday Night History is a weekly historical romp with me, your favorite history dyke, Dr. Nairi A. Bakalyan. Our theme is Bugle Blue, written by Craig Friedrich, performed by the U.S. Army Blues, and available royalty-free at pixabay.com music. This and more is made possible by listeners like you. To support Friday Night History and the rest of my work, sign up today at patreon.com slash riversidewings or subscribe at twitch.tv slash riversidewings and catch gaming, historical banter, and episode recordings. You can find my audio fiction and other short work for sale at riversidewings.itch.io and check out my novel at bit.ly slash ebook. That's all for this week of Friday Night History. Next week, the Fox Osan of the Six Spears. Hope to see you there. And remember, who you are and what lights your fire is worth fighting for. I'll see you around. <laughs>